This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Greg McBride. Greg, what are we seeing taking place on the grains? Well, a little bit of uh, backing off uh, on the uh, on the soybeans, uh, a little bit of influence into the corn, and uh, the wheat is catching uh, a little bit of a bit to start the week here. Now, uh, if you look at what we did last week, corn, beans, we all finished higher. Corn was only about two cents. Beans were about uh, uh, 15 to 20 cents higher. But uh, we did find some, uh, some buying after that USDA report uh, on the 12th. So this is, uh, at this time of the year, it's, it's, Seasonal that we do see some uh, some upward movement uh, in the market. We're hearing that there's uh, there's conversation about uh, uh, additional uh, demand for uh, for bean meal, uh, and that's what drove the markets uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday last week as we started to see this market uh, pop up. It was late session buying into that uh, into that meal market that uh, bled over into the uh, into the corn and bean markets, uh, helping us to uh, to carve out some gains for the week. So, Greg, when you think back to last week, we don't always see that where soybean meal is such a big part of the conversation, but it kind of was throughout the week. What did you make of kind of that movement we saw and what was maybe driving that? Well, you did have a very strong uh, uh, NOPA crush report uh, on Monday. The uh, the crush for uh, uh, September was very good, uh, exceeded expectations. You also have the uh, the concerns over Argentina at this point. Obviously, we know they had a uh, a heck of an issue with uh, with drought last year. They had basically a half a crop. Well, this is the the world's largest exporter of meal in the world. So they're taking those soybeans, they're crushing them and and shipping the meal, and that's uh, that's a real problem when they're down as much as uh, as much as 50% of their production. Well, they're starting out this this year in much the same way. They are they are on the drier side now. They are getting a little bit of rain right now, but uh, uh, and they're planting they're planting corn, not soybeans right now. But that is still something that is going to be a concern. They've been net, net importing this year just to meet the. Uh, demand. And if that's the, the case, it just makes that much uh, more expensive. You're also seeing uh, that they have their uh, their elections going on. They've got a runoff situation uh, right now. And uh, depending on which side uh, prevails, you could see big movement uh, uh, in the uh, in the grain market uh, as uh, it uh, warrants maybe some farmer selling based off of uh, uh, their inflation and their tax situation uh, when, a, uh, if, when and if a new president uh, comes, uh, comes in line. And Greg, you are always well-versed on what's taking place in South America, but I know that dryness is a problem right now in both Argentina and Brazil. It is in certain spots. Uh, so the uh, the center uh, uh, portion, uh, northern portions of the uh, of the country are uh, fairly dry. They are planting uh, soybeans uh, currently, but uh, if you go down to the uh, far southern areas, Rio Grande do Sul, uh, Paraná, uh, in parts of uh, are extremely wet. So um, you've got a little bit of a, a situation here where they're they're kind of. Uh, trying to get everything planted but they've got uh, they've got some issues uh, uh, with uh, two different uh, uh, climates uh, going on right now and the big thing that uh, we'll continue to watch is not necessarily that dryness we do we know that's going to be uh, that's going to be okay for right now it'll be later on in the year if we start to talk about this dryness in the back half of December and first half of January when they're during right at that time where they're doing pod fill and, and whatnot uh, uh, in Brazil then we might have ourselves a reason to be excited and see uh, some uh, some upside potential in this market. Switching over to the livestock complex, Greg, what did we see in the cattle on, re- on feed report to wrap up last week? Cattle on feed was uh, a little bit on the on the bear side. Came in at uh, 101 percent. Uh, uh, 
versus uh, the year before. And uh, they were looking for about uh, 90, oh, 95, 96% uh, on feed. So um, uh, more on feed than, uh, than expected. That could have some implications to the uh, grain side of things, to the feed side, uh, because we are feeding a few more heads than expected. We also saw uh, placements uh, come in uh, 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 higher than expected. Uh, marketing was a little bit lower than expected. So overall, it uh, will be a little bit on the bear side uh, uh, to start this week. We did see the market uh, take a uh, uh, substantial step back uh, last week uh, as it watched the uh, the feeder cattle index take another hit. So about ten dollars down uh, since the uh, since the end of September, and that uh, feeder cattle index has been pulling on the feeders and bleeding over into the uh, the fat cattle market. Uh, we look like we're going to start uh, maybe about sixty to seventy cents lower in the uh, in the fat cattle this morning, uh, maybe. A about uh, 60 to 80 cents lower in the uh, in the feeder cattle market. And Greg, on the hog side of the markets, it feels like we're still just climbing uphill there, doesn't it? Uh, it's been a it's been a rough go. It's uh, we made uh, new contract lows uh, last week um, and, and uh, did it again on Friday. Uh, went in and uh, and really kind of broke that uh, that market off. Uh, we'll be looking for some, maybe some sort of a reversal pattern uh, on this market uh, here fairly soon. Um, you're starting to get to the point where. How low can they take it? Uh, conceivably, if the uh, if the cattle or the beef market uh, starts to uh, to fade a little bit, maybe the uh, the the pork side of things does come around. Seasonally, this is not exactly the best time for uh, uh, for the the hog market. Uh, you do typically see them uh, fade a little bit into uh, into late uh, October and into November before they start to come back around uh, in December. So seasonally, this is an appropriate move, but it's uh, it's a little concerning that we're making new contract lows uh, on this move uh, down here. Greg McBride of Allendale, our guest here today. Greg, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with Allendale for more marketing information? Give us a call at 800-2-MARKET. That's 800-262-7538. Greg McBride, thank you so much for the time here and have a great week. Thanks, Mark. That was Greg McBride with Allendale. It is time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down two even at 493 and a half. November soybeans down 11 and three quarters at 1290 and a half. January soybean meal down four dollars and sixty cents at 408 even. January soybean oil up seven cents at 52.73. Chicago wheat up one and three quarters at 615 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat up eight even at 738 and three quarters. Kansas City hard red wheat up three and three quarters at 673 and three quarters. March oats up nine cents even at 402 even. On the Merck, December live cattle down two dollars even at 182.55. November feeder cattle down two dollars and seven cents at 240.15. December lean hogs up 85 cents at 66.85, and class three milk up 23 cents at 18.35. This has been a check of the opening markets for Monday on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network.